Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Angels Envy. Envy is commonly regarded as a vice, but it can be a good thing. Envy can be a catalyst for creation, inspiring the world to raise the bar. And Angels Envy is a bourbon that is worth the envy. Angels Envy bends the rules. It's a little different from all the other bourbons out there because Angels Envy is the pioneer of secondary finishing in bourbon. Angels Envy is finished in port barrels, which adds a layer of complexity to the whiskey and gives it a unique and approachable flavor. Plus, Angels Envy is one of the first full production urban distilleries in downtown Louisville. And whether it's for someone special or to bring to a housewarming party, Angels Envy makes the perfect gift. These angels are so, they have so much envy with its unique bottle design. Angels Envy bourbon finished in port barrels is sure to be the envy of any bar cart too. Look for Angels Envy bourbon finished in port barrels. Please drink responsibly. Copyright 2024, Angels Envy bottled by Louisville Distilling Company, Louisville, Kentucky. Thank you everyone for still coming to Love It or Leave It when there was no Love It, so you honestly probably should have left it. I am Guy Branham, your emergency replacement homosexual Jew. John is out this week. He is under the weather. As a homosexual Jew, one out of three weeks, he texts me on Tuesday and says, I'm feeling a little under the weather. Do you think he can take over on Thursday? And I'm like, sure. And then I don't really think about it again. And by Wednesday, he texts me again, and he's like, I'm feeling better now. It's all going to be fine. Um, But this week, no. (laughs) Welcome to Love It or Leave It or else. (laughs) Love It was flying last weekend, minding his own business, and Biden ordered him shot out of the sky. (laughs) So I, Guy Branham, am here as your guest host, and it is a pleasure to be with you tonight. If you think this episode is funnier than normal Love It or Leave It's, you should tweet that at John Lovett. <laughs> you should tell him I am better. But then, no, there will be a backlash and people will come and tell me that I shouldn't be trying to take over Lovett's spot. And earlier this week, I was mean to a former member of One Direction on the Kelly Clarkson show. So enough people will be coming after me. <laughs> like, there will be little girls trying to kill me. I don't need you people coming after me. Also, if you tell him the show was better with me, the joke here is, if Biden didn't pop him, that certainly will, which is a good punchline, and I should not have riffed before it. We have a good show for you here tonight. River Butcher is here for gay news. A Mars candy worker who fell into a vat of molten chocolate is here to tell us their horrific tale and espouse the importance of unions. Lance Reddick sees if he can tell the difference between the villains of the GOP and the villains of the MCU. Plus, comedy legend Anna Gasteyer. She, River, Lance, and I will all make our cases to our UFO friends that Earth is worth saving. But first, you guys, let's get into it. What a week. Senator Tim Scott, the Senate's only black Republican, is reportedly preparing to enter the GOP presidential primary. In a proactive bid to peel away Trump voters, Scott has already begun demanding to see his own birth certificates. (laughs) On our campaign website, Nikki Haley is selling stickers that seem to be testing three different slogans. Sometimes it takes a woman. Blessed to live in America. And winners do what losers don't want to do. Love to see Nikki Haley selling stickers in addition to her usual route of selling out. (laughs) Isn't she brave when it is conditionally appropriate? (laughs) 
isn't she brave when she thinks it will sell stickers? Microsoft announced it has finally permanently disabled Internet Explorer. That's right, Internet Explorer is completely unusable, and now that's on purpose. <laughs> Buckingham Palace said that as queen consort, Camilla has decided against wearing a crown that contains the Koh-i-Noor, a diamond that India says is stolen and others claim is cursed. If I were Camilla, I'd just go for it. What's a curse gonna do? Make her more married to Charles? <laughs> Everyone who like grunted or groaned about that, if you want to stick around and talk for four hours about Queen Camilla, I'm down for it. <laughs> I have a lot of opinions that go in a lot of directions. <laughs> at least 18 employees at a Tesla factory in Buffalo were fired after announcing plans to unionize the workplace. Elon Musk is going to regret this. These are skilled workers. They're not some kind of easily replaceable pawn like the host of Love It or Leave It. Over on the West Coast, California Senator Dianne Feinstein's office announced Tuesday that she will not be running for re-election in 2024. As expected, no one was more shocked by this news than Dianne Feinstein. As Californian, I just want to say, we will never forget what she has done for this country during her five terms in office, even if she already has. <laughs> in other news, American fighter pilots shot down three unidentified flying objects over the weekend, including one that was downed over Canada on the orders of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. That one was a plane with a banner attached that said, Justin Trudeau is Fidel Castro's son. <laughs> it did cost love it a lot, but it was worth it. <laughs> White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre denied any alien involvement on Monday, saying this. I know there have been questions and concerns about this, but there is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Okay, but have officials check the giant pile of stuffed animals in Drew Barrymore's closet. <laughs> also, I had not seen that clip before, and if you, as the White House press secretary, are going to go up to the podium and say there aren't aliens, don't dress like a red shirt from Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> that woman looked five minutes away from getting shot down by some sort of, like, sludge monster. A proposed amendment to the California Constitution would enshrine the right to marriage between all genders and officially end Prop 8. Okay, but what amendment do we need to add to officially end no-hate photo shoots? Go on their website. They still do those things. They have them. It is 2023. It is Chugi. I 100% have one of those photos. At a recent press briefing, a Newsmax reporter asked this during a press briefing. Is President Biden woke? You know, at his age, every morning you woke is a blessing. In response, the White House press secretary said, is the Pope Catholic? To which the Newsmax reporter responded, actually, my viewers believe that Pope Francis is a false idol whose word should not be privileged over that of Christ, our one true savior. Penn Badgley said he asked for fewer sex scenes in season four of his Netflix show, You, because fidelity in every relationship, and especially my marriage, is important to me. And yeah, it just got to a point where I didn't want to do that. The murders, however, those are bringing us closer together. <laughs> are we just going to gloss over the fact that he thought he was having sex with all of those actresses the whole time? 
bravely, I as an actor have requested more sex scenes as I'm trying to make a guy shocked at how quickly I have moved on. Take that, Alan. The local government of the English town of Margate, Kent, is drawing criticisms for dismantling a piece of Banksy street art that went up on Valentine's Day. But don't worry, the city plans to showcase the work in the way it was meant to be seen, on the side of an urban outfitter's tote bag in 2006. A German ballet director allegedly smeared his pet dachshund shit on a dance critic's face at the premiere of his new show. Shockingly, in Germany, this is considered a sign of disrespect. The incident was caught on camera in what critics are already calling the best German porn of 2023. Either way, I smell a tar sequel. Chick-fil-A announced that they will be adding a fried cauliflower sandwich to their menu as a plant-based alternative. See, said a representative, we do like gay people. And finally, McDonald's has promised to remove a bus stop ad for its new chicken sandwich, the McCrispy, due to its proximity to a sign for a crematorium. It's enough to make anyone grimace. You guys, when we come back, Lance Reddick reads some DeSantis revisions to Florida's AP African American History curriculum. Stick around. Welcome back to Love It or Leave It. I am not John Lovett, but you understand why I am not John Lovett unless you started listening to a podcast 20 minutes in. In which case, you should really reconsider how you listen to podcasts. Or you may have had a stroke or aphasia of some sort. In which case, consult your doctor. Now let's go to our hilarious bit. After Ron DeSantis rejected the College Board's AP African American Studies course, citing, among other egregious woke topics, the inclusion of concepts like queer liberation and prison abolition, which the Florida governor accused of having a political agenda, the College Board actually grew a little bit of a spine this week. We deeply regret not immediately denouncing the Florida Department of Education slander, magnified by the DeSantis administration's subsequent comments that African-American studies lacks educational value. The organization said, our failure to raise our voice betrayed black scholars everywhere and those who have long toiled to build this remarkable field. Here's hoping they prevail, because we here at Love It or Leave It actually have a copy of the revised Florida additions to the AP African-American studies class, and it's a doozy. Here to read passages from Ron DeSantis' racist fever dream in honor of Black History Month is the incredible Lance Reddick. Welcome him. In 1947, Jackie Robinson, an African-American legend, broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball by being the first black person to think to himself, hey, maybe I should play baseball. That sounds fun. (laughs) After that, it was smooth sailing. Everything went great. And that's all you need to know for the exam, which again is for AP African-American history at the college level where students will be writing alongside other scholars who didn't attend school in Florida. Uh, Now, hold it, hold it. Now, of course, this wasn't the whole story, now was it? See, most people don't know this, but in 1978, Jackie Robinson hit a grand slam into the crowd at Orlando's beautiful I Made Up This Stadium, where a thoughtful, intelligent, damn near presidential little boy caught it in midair, and that little boy was future Governor Ronald Dion DeSantis. Absolutely incredible. 
especially considering that this happened six years after Jackie Robinson's death. <laughs> Everyone cheered for little Ronnie, who despite what Donald Trump might claim, barely looks like a meatball at all. <laughs> Lance Reddick, everybody. Thank you so much, Lance. That was so educational. I'll be back. Lance will be visiting us, revealing some of the alternative facts that Ron DeSantis wants to teach the students of Florida throughout the evening. Thank you so much to Lance. He'll be back in a bit. But when we come back, Gay News with River Butcher. Welcome back to Love It or Leave It. I'm Guy Branham, still hosting the show. John has not had any sort of miraculous recovery. I encouraged him to visit Lourdes in southern France to take some of the water, see if a miracle would work for him. He wasn't into that. So I'm hosting. In honor of our fallen leader, John Lovett, here to join me in a memorial rendition of the classic Love It or Leave It game, Gay News, is the one and only River Butcher. Hello. What's up? How are you? I'm doing well. River and I used to work together. And we it, did. At the end of the day, every day, I would start to wrap up the cord of my laptop. And finally, after like a month, he just pulled it out of my hands and was like, let me do this. And <laughs> that's what we did for the remainder of the time. And that is the essence of our relationship. Yeah. I, I wrapped it like a power cord from Home Depot around my elbow. <laughs> and then handed it to him that way. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Well, River... We have some we classic. You didn't but up 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 I know I took the punchline on that one, sorry. I topped you a little bit, I apologize. Amazon announced Hey, anytime, buddy. Um Amazon announced the release date of Dead Ringers, a TV show based on the 1980 titular Cronenberg horror film starring Rachel Weiss as a pair of homicidal queer OBGYNs. To update the show for 2023 audiences, most of the horror will come from patients realizing both doctors are out of network after the bill comes. I'll tell you, Rachel Weiss can put me in stirrups anytime. You know what I'm saying? Gay news! Yeah. Uh, in a new Fenty ad, Miss Argentina and Miss Puerto Rico discuss falling in love, secretly dating for two years, and marrying last fall after meeting at a beauty pageant. Yes, gasps. They've got beauty, they've got grace, they're here to sit on each other's face. <laughs> nice try, Fenty, but there will never be true equality until all gay people get to meet Rihanna. Yeah! While she's pregnant. That's right. But up, up, but up, but gay news. Gay news. Rebel Wilson is launching a dating app she co-founded called Fluid that she says reacts to the user's sexuality via its algorithm, which explains why it just kept yelling, gay, at me. And that's not to be confused with my new dating app, Fluids, which will either be an app for people to find fellow golden shower enjoyers... A beautiful part of our community. That's right. Or an app where you can match with people who will bottle feed you Gatorade from one of those nipple bottles. Make it sexual or don't. That's your call. Said the actress, the algorithm just picks up who you are vibing with and how much time you spend on certain profiles. And it's open enough so that if your sexuality moves into a different direction. So when dudes join the Navy, it just turns into grinder. Yep. It's a bit of a transformer there. When I use it, it just turns into the MLB network. 
or Yellowstone. <laughs> this is what I like least about you. <laughs> Yellowstone. Me too. You having things to talk to my mom about. I don't think I want the algorithm to show me what I'm actually into. My TikTok feed is already full of Family Guy clips and backcracking videos. I never needed to know that I liked those things. Based on your previous selections, you might be into furries. No, thank you. We already had this once. It was called Tumblr, and it turned many a teen girl into vampire fetishists. You want to be responsible for a generation of sapphic werewolves, Rubble? Oh, yes? Oh, sorry. Then go right ahead, actually. I mean, that's kind of cool. That. That's yeah. kind of what I am doing right now. But up, up, gay news. <laughs> a study conducted by Stanford reports that men's penises have grown 24% larger than they were 30 years ago. That uh, kind of makes intuitive sense since 30 years ago, I was just a little kid. <laughs> it says here this study was written by men's penises. They're writing now. <laughs> I mean, they've got ink of sorts. Um, the first study completed exclusively by looking at my Instagram explore tab. Fluid again. The internet had a lot to say about Sam Smith wearing an inflatable latex suit to the 2023 Brit Awards. I think it's totally wrong that we are so critical of Sam Smith's appearance and gender expression when their music is so much worse. <laughs> Czech soccer player Jacob Jankto became the first active international men's soccer player to come out as gay. <laughs> Go gay! <laughs> Jankto, who had previously been a midfielder for a Madrid team and the Czech national team, had been suspected of playing for both teams for some time. It's a funny joke. Now he's a bit more of a forward, you know what I mean? <laughs> Director Todd Phillips released the first image of Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn in his upcoming sequel, Joker, Falia Du, or as some are calling it, Bat Romance. <laughs> Thank you. Bra, 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 bra. Gay news. Gay news. <laughs> In a recent Vanity Fair article, Kate Blanchett wondered this about playing a lesbian in Carol. If Carol was made now, me not being gay, oof, sorry everybody, would I be given public permission to play that role? I don't know the answer to that. That was my Kate Blanchett for everybody. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's not Kate Blanchett's face. That's a mask. Gasp! I knew it! It was Lydia Tarr all along! It was Lydia Tarr! She's worried about being canceled. In the same interview, when they asked Kate about playing a lesbian in Tar, which came out in October, Kate Blanchett waved off the question, I don't think about my gender uh, or my sexuality. For me, in school, it was about David Bowie. It was Amy Lennox. There's always been that sort of gender fluidity. Kate, is that you? <laughs> Uh, I don't think about my gender or my sexuality. I leave that to every actual queer person in America. <laughs> she went on to say, plus I use this great app where I stared at enough women that the algorithm said I was fluid enough to play tar. Uh, before we go on, I just want to yeah, say, yeah, yeah. how Please. do you feel about, like, it's so dumb that she said this, but also she's Kate Blanchett. I, yeah. She gets to play lesbians. She, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she is Kate Blanchett. She does get to play lesbians. And I love that she's played two lesbians that have made lesbians fight within themselves. Because I just, you can't... What about Notes on a Scandal lesbian? Well, yeah, that's also... I mean, oh my God, there's always three. I'm a non-binary person. I get caught in the binary myself, the binary of Kate Blanchett. There's not simply Carol and Tar. There is Carol, Tar, and Notes on a Scandal. Plus every other version of Kate Blanchett that's ever existed. 
It's Kelleborn and Galadriel, not Kelleborn and Steve. <laughs> That's super funny to me. But up up with a gay news. Gay news. All right, a proposed amendment to the California Constitution would enshrine the right to marriage between all genders and would also officially end Prop 8. But what if our children see it? A healthy, committed relationship in the state of California. That's not who we are. Everyone knows that in California, a marriage is an institution between one male director and one woman 30 years younger than him who stars in most of his films that last for six to nine weeks. That's where Nepo babies come from. It's our number one export in California. The GDP depends upon it. Who else will star in our limited series? <laughs> Gay news. And finally, Gay Poker news. Face, the Columbo-style comedy starring Natasha Lyonne, was renewed for a second season by Peacock. This is in gay news because Lyonne is considered a queer icon, even though she's straight. Or like how Megan is a queer movie. Both have undeniable queer vibes, and in the end, it's just as important as art that's actually made by queer people, about queer people, for queer audiences. Right? No. The answer is no. Obviously. Go stream bros on Peacock. Now. <laughs> But up, up, but up, but up, but up, but up, Gay news. Thank you so much, River Push. Oh my God, thank you, guys. He is playing at the Lincoln Lodge in Chicago in April and taping a special in June at Helium in Portland. Follow at Riv Butcher on Instagram for the tickets. That's right. Thanks so much, guy. Thanks so much. When we come back, more dispatches from Ron DeSantis's America. Kate, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. Love It or Leave It is brought to you by WikiHole on Wondery. Do you know when Crystal Pepsi was discontinued, what was in Al Capone's vault, or which famous meteorologist is Lenny Kravitz's second cousin? If not, then you haven't spent enough time on Wikipedia, but that's okay because you can learn all about it on the new podcast, WikiHole from Smartless Media. Discover the craziest rabbit holes on Wikipedia with host Darcy Carden and her favorite comedian friends as they bring the cyber frontier directly to your tympanic membrane. We love Darcy. Love Darcy. And if you listen to WikiHole, you learn that is the sciencey term for eardrum. WikiHole is a hyperlink roller coaster, starting out on one Wikipedia page and then going from link to link to link, careening through trivia, oddities, and unexpected connections until everyone wonders how the hell did we get here. Follow WikiHole on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to WikiHole ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home. On top of the wide variety of houseplants available, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Mike Pence should have gotten one of those after the election day. <laughs> <laughs> the experts at Fast Growing Trees curate thousands of plants for all climates, locations, and needs. Available 24-7, you can talk to a plant expert about your soil type, landscape designs, and how best to take care of your plants. The point is, I may not have a green thumb, but that's why Fast Growing Trees is perfect for me, because it makes it so easy. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LOVEIT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code LOVEIT at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code LOVEIT. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Would you take a nap? Would you read a book? Would you show up for a friend? 
I mean, maybe I'd hang out with a friend. I don't know if I would show up for a friend. Well, okay. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. Yeah, we do. But at the same time, then you check your screen time on your phone and it's always like Oof. six hours a day. Mm. I feel there's a lot of people running around playing busy, you know? Yeah. If you're on your phone for six hours, you could be less busy. You could be Just less busy. Just put your phone down. I'm a, I'm a guilty as anybody. That's what therapy's for. It helps figure out these problems. <laughs> put down your phone for an hour during therapy. Yeah, you can't be on your phone during therapy. They hate it. <laughs> but they can't stop you. It's your hour. Anyway, the point is everybody needs therapy. I need it. John needs it. Anyone else? Anybody else? <laughs> no, that's it. Just that's the two it. of us Just need it. Just the two of us. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash love it today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love it. Welcome back to Love It or Leave It. I am your host, Guy Branham, in for John Lovett, who is in Beirut on assignment. <laughs> Guys, it is that time again. Joining us now with another incredible moment in AP Florida African American Studies, it is the one and only Lance Reddick. You may know African American author James Baldwin was an accomplished writer, playwright, and poet. But did you also know that he just never met the right gal? <sighs> oh, if only he had. Sure, some people might tell you James Baldwin was a gay black man who wrote about his experience navigating the incredibly complex interconnectedness of race, sexuality, masculinity, and national identity in America, revealing existential truths that could help all of us, white and black, gay and straight, build a nation, nay, a home, for all of us to thrive. <laughs> oh, don't let them fool you. James Baldwin was just a lonely bachelor, not unlike the show, The Bachelor, which you should absolutely watch rather than read any text written by James Baldwin. And of course, who could forget the time James Baldwin hit a grand slam at Orlando's purely fictional stadium in 1989, two years after his death, and how that baseball was caught in the strong, capable, tiny hands of a little boy named, you guessed it, Governor Ronald Dion DeSantis. Of course, now, Governor wasn't in his name yet, but Dion is his middle name. And that feels like it should get its own AP class, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Thank you. Lance Reddick, everybody. The dulcet tones of a real goddamn star. That was amazing, Lance. I feel like I'm learning and losing my mind at the same time. That's what we call a Florida high school education. Thank you, Lance. Spooky, spooky stuff. When we come back, oompa loompa doopity trauma. <laughs> Welcome back to Love It or Leave It. My name is Guy Branham, in for John Lovett, and I 100% did not tell a story about losing my virginity during the break. <laughs> Earlier this week, OSHA fined Mars Wrigley more than $14,500 over an accident last year in which two workers fell into a vat of melted chocolate at the company's Pennsylvania factory. Many are calling it the most heinous thing to happen at a candy factory since Johnny Depp was cast as Willy Wonka. 
but neither of the affected workers have come forward to tell their story publicly. Until tonight. Please welcome a very special guest. It's chocolate factory victim turned labor activist, Cindy Kowalski. Hi there. Thank you so much, Cindy. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate you being here. Hi, Guy. Hello, Cindy. Hi, thank you for having me. It's wonderful to have you here. There aren't any stage trap doors here, right? Oh, um, no, not that I am aware of. Okay. Not that I'm aware of. Good, good. Um, uh, you know, listen I, to me. I didn't really ask. You should though. always ask. Yeah. You should always ask. You never know when a thin plywood board is all that stands between you and an industrial vat of swirling, piping hot chocolate. So you just have to, you have to ask. Cindy, I completely understand why you would feel that way. Yeah. Uh, I assure you, we have no chocolate tanks beneath Dynasty Tide. Do you know that for sure, guys? I cannot say that with certainty. I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. I've been a little wound tight. No, of since course. The incident. It's been a rough couple of days for you. You've mm-hmm. been through so much. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to talk about it. That's fair. That's mm-hmm. fair. I'm not here to re-traumatize you. Okay. But like, are you sure you're? I've you're moved sure? on, guy. Okay. I've moved on. It was a traumatizing experience, but it inspired me to devote my life to labor activism, and that is what I'm here to talk about. That's beautiful. You're like the Dolores Huerta of falling into a big vat of chocolate. <laughs> What sort of labor issues have you been focusing on? Oh, uh, all of them, actually. Uh, do you remember when the rail unions were threatening to strike back in November? Uh-huh. Okay, well, they were fighting for a contract for a few sick paid days and more regular schedules. I worked on that. Oh, that's amazing. Of course. I remember saying at the time, who cares if the rail workers are sick or exhausted? What's a little derailment every now and again? It's not like the trains are full of flammable poison. Mm-hmm. And I was right. Unrelated, I have been busy. I've barely been on Twitter this week. Yeah. Um, Guy, I can tell that you're being facetious. Uh And um, I know this is a comedy show, but I take this very seriously. Okay? Here's what people don't get about trains. The work is just endless. Okay? It is like you are constantly swimming against the current, but you're swimming in something heavier than water. Okay? It's thick. It's thick. It's like a melted chocolate. Oh, wow. And you're, you're just trying to come up for air, but the chocolate whirlpool is just sucking you back down. And yeah, sure, it tastes incredible, okay? But you're getting so tired. You're so tired. And, and what if you drown there? What if this chocolate quicksand is your grave? That's what the rail companies just failed to understand. Cindy, are you sure you don't want to talk about when you fell into a vat of melted chocolate? What? No, no, no. I already told you no. I don't want to do that. I know. It just it seems like you really want to talk about it. I, personally... I barely even remember it, Guy, okay? I'm not somebody who just dwells in the past, okay? I like to move forward. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. As long as you're sure. No, I'm, I'm fine. What I want to talk about, Guy, yeah. okay, is the way that these corporations continually exploit and disin... I smell M&M's. I smell M&M's. Is, is somebody eating M&M's in here? I mean, it's possible they sell concessions outside. Okay. Um, well, uh, well, it, well. Does, does any... Hello, darkness, my old friend. I am so sorry, Cindy. I will take care of this. Please take your M&Ms outside. Do not re-traumatize this person with, who just went through something very traumatic. Have you no decency? All right, Guy, it's fine. It's fine, okay? I'm sorry. <clears throat> they couldn't have known. None of you could have known. None of you have felt a rat swim up against you in molten chocolate lakes of hell, okay? Intent on clinging to your body like you're the door in Titanic. Okay, so there are rats in chocolate tanks? Yeah, man. Yeah, okay? Things are not good at the candy factory. But I am here today 
to talk about Starbucks <laughs> and their illegal union-busting practices. The Starbucks union, okay, says that the company has fired more than 100 pro-union baristas, okay? Workers have a right to unionize, guy. We need Congress to pass legislation that will close loopholes in current labor law. Loopholes big enough that a river of candy lava could flow through and overwhelm you. Um, Cindy... Maybe not here, maybe in a more professional situation, but I think you do actually want to talk about what happened at the chocolate factory. You know, plus, plus, the labor board is too underfunded and understaffed to even keep up. I mean, it's like, how can I explain this? How can I explain this? Let's see. It's like, um, okay, it's like if you and a coworker yeah. fell into a big vat of chocolate, uh-huh. okay? Yeah. And obviously you shouldn't be in there. It's not legal, not food safe. It's going to give you the weirdest ear infection of your life, Okay. <laughs> But there just aren't enough people nearby to help you out. So you and, let's just say Jim, let's call him Jim. (laughs) You and Jim just keep thrashing around in there for what feels like hours, quietly cataloging a lifetime of regret. God, I should have made more time for my kids when they were young guy. I should have forgiven my dad. Should have forgiven him. I mean, it's just money, right? (laughs) I mean, anyway, that's just basically what's going on with the NLRB. Cindy, I'm going to have to insist that you talk about what happened to the Marsh Wrigley factory, and not just in tortured metaphors, if not to me, then to a licensed therapist. I'm just not one for talking about myself, guy. Cindy, I don't know if that's true. Okay. All right. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about the Writers Guild of America. They could be going on strike this spring. You're in the Writers Guild, aren't you, guy? Yes, proudly. Get them checks on okay, a regular basis. So you know what? A little so- you know a little something about solidarity, right? You know a little yes. something about it, okay? You know about looking into a fellow writer's eyes and seeing something to fight for. Even as both of you helplessly scrabble at the smooth metal sides of a chocolate tank, <laughs> like a couple of lobsters at the grocery store. And you know that if Jim, if Jim loses consciousness first, you might be able to use his limp body to boost yourself to freedom. <laughs> But you don't want that. You want Jim to live. You want to leave this milk chocolate nightmare behind and walk together into a better future, one with dignity and fair residuals from shows on streaming platforms. Yeah! Okay, Cindy, you landed the plane at the end there. But I have to ask you to just pause, reflect, and listen to yourself. You need to get this story off of your chest. Mm. Yeah. You know, maybe you're right. I am about so many things. It's just so hard to get started, you know? It's so hard to find the words, you know? It's like my mouth is filled with chocolate. (laughs) And every time I try to take a breath, more chocolate rushes in. But I... Cindy, I'm so uh, sorry. We're out of time. Labor activist Cindy Kowalski, everybody. I haven't told you all about it, but broken glass. There was so much glass. Okay. Anna, this isn't scripted, but can we just do a brief bit of Inside the Podcast Actor Studio and learn about when into shaping that character? It was amazing. It was amazing. Thank you so much. To see a professional do what she does best. Oh, bless you. Bless your heart. So how did you shape Cindy? What were the challenges there? The challenges were, I think, more trying to figure out how loud to yell. Yeah. That, to me, was going to be what... Because it can alienate an audience when you yell too much. So you want to find that moment. You built levels. You built levels. Did I? And when you went big, I was like, she's going big. Yeah. Well, the other thing I learned is it's nice to read something instead of memorizing it. <laughs> All right. I get two more questions. The first question is, 
Do you, as somebody who's done so much sketch and who's done so much improv and has acted so much, which feels easier to you? Reading off of, like, cards or prompter, memorized, or just getting to improvise? Which feels most natural? The gross actor in me has to say memorizing, but I'm too lazy to do it well. <laughs> so... You know, like, if you actually do the work, like, yeah. when you're in a play, and you actually know, like, wow! You know, like, when I first did theater, and some jackass said, like, I really got to know the play a year in. You know, and I remember thinking, that's horse shit. But then he was right. Like, the more that you do a play, the more you know the words, the more fun you have with the words, the better you act. I mean, that's just a fact. But I like to just memorize very quickly, and hope for the best. I think the worst thing about living in Los Angeles for too long is you realize how much people's woo-woo bullshit is real. <laughs> like, oh, so true. Um, all right, my final question. This is inside the podcast actor's studio. Mm. There weren't that many questions. I know. This is not, there was just one. This is not an actual segment. This is just, <laughs> I want to talk to Anna Gasta. <laughs> um, my final question inside the podcast actor's studio, what is your favorite podcast curse word? Because on a show that was on 20 years ago, the old man would end by saying, what's your favorite curse word? And then you would get to hear Jodie Foster say, cocksucker. And we would all oh. have a good time. But this is Podcast Actor Studio. So what's your favorite curse word to well, say on a podcast? Does it have to be like, whiz, dang it? I mean, does it have to be like a... No, it's a podcast. No, I mean... Because podcast I'm... people drop F-bombs and stuff. I know, but this is also crooked, and I think they don't. Oh, okay. yeah. The F-bombs are fine. F-bombs are fine? Yes. Um, it's going to sound self-promoting. I really enjoy any reference to balls. I think it's funny. <laughs> I just, I find them amusing. If, yes. if anybody says like, ah, hot balls, what did <laughs> happen? It, it always makes me laugh. So, Ladies and gentlemen, Anna Gastel. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, Anna. Go watch American Auto. New episodes come out every Tuesday on NBC. When we come back, one last dip into the textbooks of the panhandle. Yeah. Welcome back to Love It or Leave It. Yeah. I am Guy Brannon, in for John Lovett, who is off probably watching, um, you know, probably an HBO limited series. I hope it's Station Eleven. Daniel Deadweiler was so good. <laughs> With me, as always, is the audience. <laughs> audience, we've had an incredible night so far. Here to take our minds to the next level, it's the inimitable Lance Reddick, here with a final, damn near unfathomable snapshot of Florida's African-American studies curriculum. In 2022, beloved actor and now Oscar winner, Will Smith, after presenter Chris Rock made a quip about his wife Jada Pinkett Smith's shaved head, rushed onto the stage at the 94th Academy Awards and slapped the comedian across the face. What most AP courses will not tell you, however, is that Will Smith was merely attempting to smack a gigantic Florida Woods cockroach off the comedian's horrified face. As a resident of Florida, you know what it's like to be besieged by gigantic, disgusting insects at all times, from horse flies to bold-faced hornets, from iguanas and anacondas. Uh, oh, those are bugs, right? Well, whatever. This is an AP Florida environmentalism, a class that would absolutely not unpack how our state is slowly sinking into the ocean. Anywho, the slap was all just a big misunderstanding. Luckily... The nation healed later that same evening when Will Smith, Chris Rock, and Jada Pinkett Smith jointly hit a grand slam out of Hollywood's <laughs> sensational Dolby Theater. 
the baseball soared 2,262 miles to Tallahassee, where it was caught out of midair, scorching hot, barehanded, by the future president of the United States, Ronald fucking Dion DeSantis. Who was dead asleep. Honestly, where is the AP Ron DeSantis history course, you might ask? Well, don't worry, young scholars. 2024 will be coming soon. <laughs> Lance Reddick, everybody. A chilling look into the future of our educational system. When we come back, Lance and I are going to play a fun game. Yeah! Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace. Yours. Here, our waters are splashing and rejuvenating. Our history is for seeing and experiencing. Our theme parks are for riding and sometimes flying. And our great outdoors are yours for exploring and restoring. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. We're putting our foot down to keep our feet up, like way up, with Lazy Boy. Our phones will be set to Do Not Disturb, our podcast to full volume, and our sofas to recline. After a full day of doing a lot of adulting, the only thing we'll be doing is a lot of nothing. It's our right to take time for our well-deserved lazy time. We, the lazy, are taking back lazy, all from the comfort of our Lazy Boy furniture. Lazy Boy, long live the lazy. Hey, Hotels.com here. Tired of the everyday? We know a hotel that's ready to unwind this weekend. Book hotels with spas in the Hotels.com app. Find your perfect somewhere. Welcome back to Love It or Leave It! I am Guy Branham, subbing in for John Lovett, who couldn't be bothered to be here, won't leave his goddamn house. Lazy motherfucker. Apparently, we can drop F-bombs. Um, I am here with noted actor, amazing artist, Lance Reddick. And Lance... Nikki Ailey just threw her horrible, bat-ridden, flea-infested hat into the ring for the 2024 Republican primary. Okay. So you know what that means. It's time to sort through America's next top arch-nemeses. Here to discuss the future of Republican villainy, a man who's played and played against a vast array of malefactors. You know him from Fringe. You know him from The Wire. Welcome, who's already on the stage, Lance Reddick. Okay, Lance, I have some questions for you. Are okay, you ready? Okay. I read you recently read a biography of Donald Trump. Based on your findings, do you think he's headed for the White House? <laughs> that book didn't really direct me in any way about whether or not he would end up in the White House, but it did direct me in terms of potentially the kind of medication he might need. <laughs> Do you think he has a particular madness that made him the president, or was he just a run-of-the-mill American monster? Can it be replicated? Is he a unique thing, or was he the velociraptor that was testing the fence and not the velociraptor who will jump the fence and eat our democracy? Wow. So here's what's so weird to me about Donald Trump when he first came into office. I know people made a lot of comparisons to him and Hitler and in particular the kinds of rallies that he had and how violently rabid his core followers were. But what's so interesting to me about him is that I feel like this is a guy who never had a plan. Mm -hmm. He was literally just following his impulse. Yeah. It's just that the kind of casual 
misogyny and racism that I think is just part of his personality. It's not personal. Like with Ron DeSantis, it feels personal. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was the right person at the right time. You think it's just a reactive part of his being? Well, yeah, but the other thing is, I I feel like he couldn't have won if Obama hadn't gotten elected twice. Uh There is an ugly underbelly that we pretend isn't there, that it's a large part of American culture that is systemic patriarchal white supremacy that was like, oh, hell no. No, 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 no. We got to figure out a way that this never happens again. Yeah. Systematically excluding African-Americans, women, other people of color, gay people. We all are like, that's so far in the past. And then you're like, well, redlining was happening until 86. You don't have to look back that far to see what the source is. But would you like to hear, this is not scripted, would you like to hear my pet theory on the whole sort of like reactive thing with Trump? Okay. I think that... Reagan showed everybody what can happen when you bring a script to politics Mm, and then mm. everyone got on a script for 30 years and then Trump showed you what could happen if you're the only person without a script. If you're the one person improvising while everybody else is doing what they're supposed to do. And he's a brilliant improviser because I've never seen someone that's so incredibly charismatic that's so extraordinarily inauthentic at the same time. (laughs) I wish I was joking, but I'm not. So the people who can see it, it's like, how can you not see that he's so full of shit with every word that comes out of his mouth? And the people that can't is, he's saying the shit that I believe. He's my man. He's my man. He's my man. I don't know how you, how you cross that line. He felt 100% realer than any other politician we had. Every other politician was saying what they were supposed to say. Yeah. And yeah. He, and he was saying- He what sounded was, like a dude. He, came he out said the, the first thing the top, that came to his head. First thing that came to his head. Um, so Nikki Haley has decided that she's running and Ron DeSantis is allegedly this close to declaring- do you think anyone has what it takes to out-crazy Donald Trump into the Oval Office? To out-crazy him? No. To out-evil him? Yes. Okay. Who do you think can out-evil him? DeSantis. Yeah. Nikki Haley, I don't know that she's smart enough. She will try to play by the old school rules, yeah. and I think he will destroy it. And the more people are in the primary, the less it takes for him to be able to dominate his way through it. You know, if there are yeah. seven people there, yeah. it's only yeah. going to take 30%. Yeah. All right, you're also a huge Marvel fan. In your estimation, is there any Marvel villains that come to mind who you 100% think could be elected in 2024? Wow. Um, well, I mean, Doom is my favorite bad guy. Why? But Oh, he's so fucking smart. I mean, he's just... I mean, first of all, Doctor Strange is probably my favorite superhero. Uh-huh. So Dr. Doom, it's like if you put an evil Dr. Strange and Lex Luthor together, you get Victor Von Doom. I mean, I don't know why, because he's so evil, but at the same time, he's, oh, God, he's so smooth. (laughs) It's all, I'm bad-mouthing Trump, and now I'm saying Dr. Doom is cool. Um, It's fun when it's fictional. Yeah, Like, it's not fun when they might be taking away your rights. I think maybe, in terms of uh, just charisma, maybe the kingpin. Uh-huh. The celebrity I get compared to physically the most. Um, will you once again say uh, my favorite superhero is Doctor Strange? My favorite superhero is Doctor Strange. My favorite superhero is America's Nurses. Oh! Sorry. I just wanted to pander a little bit. I needed some applause to fill my heart. Ooh. Oh! I-, I was watching a stupid YouTube video... <laughs> And this woman was practicing this karate kick, and she did slow kick to the guy's head, slow kick to the guy's head. And then when she went fast, kicked him in the nuts. (laughs) That's what you just did. (laughs) She's my trainer. Um, All right, with all of this in mind, Lance, we want to challenge you to a little game I'm calling MCU versus GOP. Okay. In which you must determine 
Is this quote from a literal Marvel villain or from a potential Republican frontrunner to be the next president of the United States? Okay. Lance, are you ready? I'm ready. Let us begin. Everyone dies. It's just life around here. Who said this? Donald Trump or Eric Killmonger? Eric Killmonger. That was the Marvel Universe's sexiest villain, Eric Killmonger. That is one point. If it gives you the power, why would you oppose it? Who said this, Donald Trump or Eric Killmonger? Donald Trump. Donald Trump. As he was telling Mike Pence to reject the 2020 electoral vote, the source, Mike Pence's autobiography. Seriously? Seriously. Wow. And Mike Pence, still a member of that party, and will find a way to backtrack it once that man is the nominee again. You should know this about me. I don't put up with billies. And when you kick back, it hurts them more if you're wearing heels. Who said this? Nikki Haley or Hella from Thor Ragnarok? Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley in her 2024 Kansas City announcement this week. Hella's too cool to say some shit like that. <laughs> yes. Also, I, was she wearing flats? I think. No, uh, no. Hella's a heels woman. Okay. I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I know my Hella. She wears uh, heels. I wear heels, but it's not a fashion statement. It's because if I see something wrong, I'm going to kick them every single time. Who said this? Scarlet Witch from Doctor Strange of the Multiverse of Madness or Nikki Haley? Oh, I'm going to regret this, but Nikki Haley. It is Nikki Haley. She loves to recycle a line. The quote is from a 2017 speech in which Haley proudly declared, everyone at the United Nations is scared to talk to me. As a reminder, Nikki Haley was the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. She also said in 2012, I wear high heels and it's not a fashion statement. It's for ammunition. Man, with her heel fetish, man, she, she, she can make a lot, of, a lot of extra side money with a whip and, you know. <laughs> okay, next question, Lance. An ant has no quarrel with a boot. Who said that? Ron DeSantis or Loki? Loki. Loki said that in Thor. We have embraced freedom. We have maintained law and order. Who said this? Ron DeSantis or Ivan Vanko in Iron Man 2? Ron DeSantis. When gloating about Florida's don't say gay bill following his reelection this past fall. We were just the only ones that had the backbone to stand up and do it because they call you names and they demagogue you when you do it. Who said this? Ulrich Killian from Iron Man 3 or Ron DeSantis? This is one I think I may miss. Ron DeSantis. Is Ron DeSantis. When bragging about rejecting the AP African American history class on the grounds that the course shouldn't include segments, for example, on queer liberation. All right, next quote. You forced me into doing what I did. I had to be faithful to my nature. Who said this, Ron DeSantis or Thanos? Thanos. Thanos, 100%. I think if this country gets any kinder or gentler, it's literally going to cease to exist. Who said this, Mysterio or Donald Trump? Wow, I can't think of any context Mysterio would say that in, so I'm going to guess Donald Trump. In the March 1990 issue of Playboy, baby. To build a really better world sometimes means having to tear the old one down. Who said this? Trump or Alexander Pierce from Captain America Winter Soldier? Uh Alexander Pierce. It's too complex of a sentiment for Trump. (laughs) And that's me not remembering who Alexander Pierce was. Yes. Who was Alexander Pierce? Oh, Robert Redford. damn. The vague politician in the background. I like it better when Glenn Close is the vague politician in the background in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Ah. All right. 
Happy New Year to all, including my many enemies and those who have fought me and lost so badly, they just don't know what to do. Who said this? Vulture from Spider-Man Homecoming or Donald Trump? I'm going to say Donald Trump. The answer is Donald Trump. Wishing all of us a happy new year on December 16th, a month after literally getting elected president of the United States. All right. Reality is often disappointing. Now, reality can be whatever I want. Who said this? Donald Trump or Caecilius from Doctor Strange? Caecilius? We know that Caecilius said it. I think we all assume that Donald Trump has said it at some point in time, but we don't have it on tape or anything. All right. Final question. You ready for it? Yes. Every time I speak of the haters and losers, I do so with great love and affection. They cannot help the fact that they were born fucked up. Who said it? Trump or Thanos? Trump. Sorry, it was Thanos. What? No, just kidding. It's Donald Trump. In a September 2014 tweet, so funny, it literally laid the groundwork for him to become president two years later. Something to think about Democrats. Thank you so much, Lance. You can catch Lance in John Wick 4 on March 24th and White Man Can't Jump in May. When we come back, please, aliens, leave us be. Welcome back to Love It or Leave It. I am Guy Branham, in for John Lovett, drunk on the power of hosting a talk show again. Like, truly, just can't stop chit-chatting during the breaks with the guests. Even, they clearly want to leave. Audience wants to leave. Everybody wants out of here. I'm just playing with note cards. Much thanks to everyone from the show for making me so welcome and having a good time. It was really fun. But you guys, we have really big news to share. The first book from our Crooked Media Reads is available for pre-order today. The novel is called Mobility by Lydia Kiesling, who also wrote the incredible book The Golden State. We've been fans of Lydia's work for a long time, and we think friends of the pot are going to love the book. So please, go out and get it. Mobility is gripping. It's hilarious. It's one of those novels you nag your friends to read, and at first they're like, John's getting annoying. But then they read it, and they have to admit that John was right. He's always been right. It's part coming-of-age story and part indictment of capitalism, uh, moving between Houston, Athens, and Baku. It tracks themes of class, power, politics, and desire, all through the life of one compelling character. Sally Rooney is shaking. But don't take that from us. The book has already earned outstanding early praise. Pulitzer Prize winner Geraldine Brooks calls it a masterpiece of misdirection and a cautionary tale for our time. And they don't give you the Pulitzer Prize for having bad taste. Pre-order mobility at www.crooked.com slash mobility or wherever books are sold so you can be the first to read when it's released on August 1st. We're excited to announce the return of Stuck with Damon Young, an original podcast from Crooked and Spotify. This season, award-winning author Damon Young has returned for more off-the-cuff conversations inspired by today's most culturally relevant headlines and roundups of Damon-approved listener-submitted questions. The first episode is live now. You're gonna love this show. Listen to Stuck with Damon Young for free, only on Spotify. You a podcast man, Lance? Um... Not hugely. I mean, there is one that I've been addicted to. Which is? Um, you must remember this. Oh, yeah. Karina knows what she's doing. Yeah? All right. I mean, I'm an actor. I mean, <laughs> addicted to a podcast you, about Hollywood. Yes. Wondering constantly when she's going to mention me. Um, hello. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm Guy Branham. 
subbing in for John Lovett, who I don't know where he is. At any point in time, do any of us know where anyone is? Call your mother is what I'm saying. If you've still got her, call your mother. But also, but before you call your mother, let her die right now. Because we have, first have to welcome back to the stage Anna Gasteyer and River Butcher. And now, for a new segment, we are calling Our Plea to the Alien Overlords. We here at Love It or Leave It are awed by the majesty of the Voyager Golden Record, sent into the cosmos to tell extraterrestrials a little about the human race. But this week we learned that the aliens are here and they do not come in peace. Or if they did, they don't know, because Biden keeps blowing up their spot. So now... All of us on this stage are going to make a case that some things on Earth are really worth saving. When God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, Abraham, I think, said, if I find ten righteous men, will you save this city? I say to you, more important than ten righteous men, Les Boulangeries de Paris. Every goddamn bakery in Paris is a fucking wonderment. You walk in there, you ask them for anything. They will look at you angrily because you're not speaking French or you're speaking French wrong, but then they will give you something that will make love to your mouth better than anything or human being ever has. Please, alien creatures, even if you don't consume carbon for energy, if you like work off of silicon or something else, I don't care. Those fucking baguettes are good. They are worthy to exist. Please save Earth. Wow. Only four bakeries inside the municipal boundaries of Paris. I don't fucking care about the bakeries down in Nice. It's too hot to laminate dough. <laughs> River Butcher? Oh, I gotta go first after that? Yup. <laughs> I vaguely meandered for a while. I liked it. And I know you best, so I am most willing to put you on the spot. Oh, I love it. Okay, well, I unfortunately have to follow up food with more food. Um, And as the aliens have invaded our global space and atmosphere, I would give them a gift of contemporary humanity to prove that we are worth it. The current town squares across this country and the globe don't really exist as everything becomes privatized. Um, But this one space where you can find yourself amongst basically every walk of life at quite literally any point in the day or night and to find sustenance. The place that I'm referring to that I think should save us from annihilation by the alien race is one of my favorite homes, Taco Bell. (laughs) What other drive-thru will you see a Ford Fiesta, a Mercedes-Benz, a Hummer, and a Honda Civic in, all at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> and I haven't even gotten to one of our greatest creations and in modern inventions, the Crunchwrap Supreme. <laughs> when in modern history has a fast food item then become replicated by chefs? <laughs> I can go into 30 vegan restaurants in Los Angeles and order a Crunchwrap Supreme which originated at Taco Bell. I also have to point out that it's Taco Bell... It's soft and crispy. It's molecular gastronomy. At the same time! There's lettuce and dairy in it, and it's hot. And yet it tastes good. I will also say, uh, and to uh, crunch, wrap it up, <laughs> Taco Bell 
separates the strong from the weak. Because many people are like, I can't eat that. Exactly. <laughs> I've been eating it my entire life. I will survive anything. I prefer Taco Bell. I rest my case, aliens. Beautifully done. Beautifully done. Anna, right, Anna, save our planet. Right here, right now, you have the stage. You guys, I mean, this is like debate club. I mean... I feel like I'm in forensics. Isn't that what it's called? Forensics? I'm not here to make a case. I will just say this. As the internet has proven, there are a lot of really cute things that happen with old people and dogs. Okay? And I feel like we could put together an adorable best of real. I wouldn't use that lady's voice. I wouldn't use my dog when she sees me. I wouldn't do that lady. That would be alienating. But I would maybe do it in the Close Encounters music or something that would help them know that life is good when in the middle of any day, any night, any time, you can see a dog sledding by himself. And you can see old people tap dancing to a, to a Lipa song. I mean, whatever. I'm just saying. It's not great. I'm not proud that it's on the internet, but I bet they speak internet. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think if we put the Close Encounters music, they'll, like, get it, you know? Yeah. It's, they'll understand it's for I them. I have a theremin. I have an old theremin. <laughs> and I am not getting rid of it until they prove that whatever they shot down is not a... <laughs> I don't know. A... a I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly pretty sure it's one of those things that people put up at tailgates. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? Like the dancing... Those, like, the no, dance? those, like, pup tent things that people... They're, like, oh. shade tents. What oh, are they yeah. called? That's, that's what I just... I think shade tent was flying around out there. It's a classic shade tent. Uh, well, there's just a top really chef challenge going on. on. Yeah. Some wind came yeah, up, was, and then it national crisis. It wasn't steered. There was no steering. It was just whipping around in the wind. How do we know that That's there's right. not somebody... Who doesn't know if it was an outdoor hair and makeup tent? It could have been. You know? It could have been. It could have been, you know, some kind of fun children's tournament of some kind. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Anyway. That was beautifully said, Anna. Not um, really, but no, thank you. No, no, it was really good. This week I saw there was a lady and she illegally had lions in Switzerland and then they took the lions from her and then she went to the zoo where they were 10 years later and they fucking were all over her. Oh my God. They fucking loved her. In a good way. In okay, a good great. way. Oh, yes. I thought you'd be like lunch. No. They mauled yeah. her to death. No. I saw, I saw a cat. mauled her with kisses. The best. I saw a cat that learned uh, sign language because his owner was deaf. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Come on. I mean, exactly. Aliens don't have that. Aliens don't have that. They're Sign selfish, fuckers. They're selfish and they're greedy. That's right. And probably green. And, and they probably are green. And, and they're, they're cold. Green. Strange fingers. Lance Reddick, it is all up to you. You have to land this plane. You have to make the final closing arguments. And, and by arguments. the way, right now they have dog videos and some food. <laughs> um, so maybe reach I, a little higher I, is all I, I'm I, trying to say. Well, he, he, <laughs> Spread it out. So let me start with the dogs. How many people here follow me on social media? Okay, three people. <laughs> but, <laughs> so you know, I post a lot of dog videos. So, if you're going to hire somebody to be Perry Mason, it wouldn't be me. Because the past several years, I have lost a lot of faith in humanity. And I've wondered if we deserve to be here. Over and over and over again, I'll see the greatest amounts of kindness, the greatest amounts of thoughtfulness, the greatest amounts of patience. And I'll think... 
maybe, maybe there's something to this, like, you know, good and evil is always fighting and it's just going to be that way. So here's what I think. I think the aliens should give the whole planet two months. <laughs> and watch. I don't know. But I mean, if they've got the technology to fly light years, they've got the technology to monitor every single one of us. And just see who has the capacity for kindness every single day and who doesn't. And who has the capacity for kindness? Keep them. And who doesn't? Fuck them. Love it. And barring that, save my wife because she's the sweetest woman in the world. Save my son and my daughter because my daughter's a nurse and my son's a paramedic and they save lives. And save my dogs because I had to say that out loud because I got to go home with my wife tonight. And that's it. Lance, I think that is incredibly beautiful. I just think the aliens should give people um, more than two months. I think they should give them four months because by that point in time, Love Island UK will have started. And then the aliens will just get, get addicted to Love Island. And then they'll be like, is she going to stay with him? And then we'll get until August. Thank you so much, River Butcher, Anna Gassire, Lance Reddick. Watch American Auto. It's so fucking funny. Watch John Wick 4 and White Men Can't Jump and go to the fucking Lincoln Lodge and see River Butcher in his native Midwest. When we come back, we'll end on a high note. Welcome back. I'm Guy Branham, hosting Love It or Leave It for John Lovett, who is out. I don't have a joke about it this time. And honestly, at the end of the last segment, I thought I was saying goodbye to everyone. That's why I plugged everyone's projects again. Um, but uh, we have to end on a high note. Hi, John. This is uh, Sam from Denver, Colorado. Uh, I just recently moved out here for a better job opportunity, working with the local iron workers union, Local 24. And uh, just finally getting settled in after my first full week of work out here. Uh, Started my apprenticeship and looking forward to the next three years and becoming a journeyman. Love the show. I love it. Uh, this is Audra from New York, and my high note was getting to spend this week watching the U.S. National Curling Championship. And on top of that, the team that I root for took the gold. Curling is an incredible community, super welcoming, enthusiastic, and passionate, so I'm sure anytime you wanted to head to the rink and try it out, they'd be happy to have you. It's both easier and harder than it looks. I just recommend some hamstring and hip flexor stretches before you go. As we say at the start of each game, good curling. Hey, love it. My name's Eric, and I was on your show a few years ago where I tried to play guitar and told you the story of my failed covered romance, but it's okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Anyways, my high point of the week is since being on your show, I've moved to Boston, and I met this guy at the DMV, or as people insist here, the RMV, and I asked him to be my valentine, and he said he'd be honored. Now, we're not really a thing, so that could range anywhere from flirty to quirky, but either way, it was just nice having a boy whose face you like say he wants to be your valentine. And I want to thank you, Lovett, because the last time we spoke, and you probably don't remember it because you're way too famous, you said one thing on the pod that has stuck with me to this day, and I wanted to share it again for anyone just like me, whose heart is still on the mend and relearning the love, especially this week, that we would find the person who, as Lovett said, will understand just what they've gotten which is way better than the advice given to me by John Lovitz, but that's for another time. Anyways, thanks, Lovett, and happy Valentine's Day. Hey, Lovett. My name's Emma from Providence, Rhode Island, and my high note this week is a frittata. 
it doesn't sound very big, but sometimes that's the win you're looking for, especially when you're a teacher and it's February. So I guess it's a February frittata. Um, hope you are having a good week. So my high note is a long time coming. I thought of calling at the beginning of the pandemic when my five-year-old son Oliver learned to ride his bike. And then promptly days later, his precocious four-year-old sister Aurora did the same. Then I considered calling this past November when she and I canvassed our neighborhood for Congresswoman Marcy Captor on our bikes. But I'm lucky enough to be here tonight to tell you about it all because thanks to therapy, meds, and a wonderful spouse, um, I've learned to take care of myself. And which right now looks like visiting my sisters in L.A. and coming to see the show tonight. So thank you, Love It and Leave It, and everybody else from PSA for bringing me hope, inspiration, determination, and laughs ever since I woke up at midnight in November of 2016, eight months pregnant for the third time in three years, feeling that the country was crumbling in front of my eyes, You've helped us through tough times, and everyone that listens is here for you too, John. Um, so thanks is the least I can do. That, that was beautiful. Who wants to go to Universal with us tomorrow? Thank you so much. What was your name again? Amanda, way to take care of yourself. Now get off the stage. That was lovely. All right, you guys. That's our show. Thank you so much to Lance Reddick. John Wick 4, White Man Can't Jump. Thanks so much to Anna Castire, American Auto, Tuesdays 8.30, streams on Peacock. Great show. River Butcher, Lincoln Lodge, Chicago, April 15th. There are 626 days until the 2024 election. Have a great weekend. Love It or Leave It is a Crooked Media production. It is written and produced by me, John Lovett, and Lee Eisenberg. Kendra James is our executive producer. Brian Semmel is our producer. And Malcolm Whitfield is our associate producer. Hallie Keeper is our head writer. Sarah Lazarus, Jocelyn Kaufman, Pullaby Gunalan, Peter Miller, Rebecca Kaplan, Elaine Pierre, Chandler Dean are our writers. Bill Lance is our editor. And Kyle Seglin and Stephen Colon are our audio engineers. Our theme song is written and performed by Sure Sure. Thanks to our designers, Jesse McLean and Caroline Haywood, for creating and running all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And to our digital producers Narmel Conian, Zuri Irvin, and Milo Kim, Mia Kelman, and Magic Root for filming and editing video each week so you can. You can find those glorious videos at youtube.com slash C slash Crooked Media. Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace, yours. Here, our waters are splashing and rejuvenating. Our history is for seeing and experiencing. Our theme parks are for riding and sometimes flying. And our great outdoors are yours for exploring and restoring. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. We're starting a movement with Lazy Boy. Well, technically, it's more of a don't movement. We work full-time and parent full-time. Our feet will be in the upright position and our podcast will be listened to fully reclined. Now that we've completely checked off our to-do list, we'll be checking off our to-don't list until further notice. We, the lazy, are taking back lazy, all from the comfort of our Lazy Boy furniture. 
Lazy Boy. Long live the lazy.